Hello, everyone. Let's talk week five of The Bachelorette. Just when you think Katie eliminated all of the problem children from the resort, Hunter, for some reason, decides to tap into the monstrous side of his Jekyll and Hyde personality. I clocked 30 minutes of harmonious bliss before Hunter slipped into a wrestling singlet and willingly slammed his body into anyone holding an orange ball. And when I say harmonious bliss, I mean harmonious bliss. Guys were cracking each other's backs and cuddling on the couch, and when you all cram into a hot tub so early in the journey, you become bros faster than in other seasons. It just makes sense. Some guy in Austin and I break down the episode, discussing riveting details such as the Canadian's hair, Blake's beard, the length of Franco Lacosta's shorts, Connor's open shirt concept. Connor, dude, you need to button up. You look like a pirate on a business trip. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 221 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here with some guy in Austin. And just when you think all of the villain drama has left the resort... Enter Hunter, acting like a jack wagon. What's his deal? I don't know. That guy came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> it's hard to believe he's a father. Um, he looks like uh, the Taylor Lautner's, you know, low rent brother. And um, yeah, I don't know. We can talk about the outfits on that, whatever that weird sport date was. Not really basketball, not really football, not really rugby. Um, mm-hmm. but apparently there's a very specific uniform that's required to play that game mm-hmm. and, uh, Hunter seemed to embrace it. He did. Let's just dive into Hunter for a moment. Obviously Thomas is gone and now everybody's supposed to be very relaxed and, oh, we're just, we're just in a good place. Isn't it great? And for some reason on this group date that you're speaking of, where once again, it was a rugby and basketball fusion experience, but in a wrestling single singlet. Is that what they're called? A wrestling singlet? It was, that was an adopted singlet. It wasn't really an actual. It was, it was a much racier version than. Oh, for sure. Because the butt was cut out and it had hearts on it. But and it was really anyway, low cut, showed the abs. Was, you know. Yes, it was, it, it was unfortunate in, in all different types of ways. But once Hunter ran as fast as he could towards Mike the Virgin and just pelted him in the ribs and slammed him into the ground. The game, I'm using air quotes, took on a different feel. It's like everybody else just stood around and said, oh, this is how we're playing. And then it just became very, very, very dangerous. Yeah, he's the kind of guy, Hunter's the kind of guy that... um shows up at like the company softball game with like an aluminum bat and all kinds of sports, you know, like (laughs) takes it way too serious. Like if someone's, you know, uh, scratching their head and takes their hat off and accidentally steps off the base, you know, they're out type of thing. Um, there's always one or two of those guys on the company sports team and they ruin it for everybody. Um, 
And there's one thing, you know, I'm a pretty competitive guy. Like I like to win, but at this age and this stage in my life, and and we can go back to when I was Hunter's age, um, you know, you just got to kind of let stuff go a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that the, the winning, the, whatever that, what was that called? The bash, the bash, bachelorette ball bash. Yeah. So the bachelorette, but you know, the bachelorette ball bash, I think in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it's not exactly the Super Bowl, you know, and um, you're not training year round for it. Uh, There are no dietary rules or anything like that that you have to follow religiously in order to qualify as far as I'm aware. Um, And so, you know, look, if you lose, you know, maybe it's going to be okay, Hunter. (laughs) The what we learn from. Franco LaCosta and Wells Adams. I love, by the way, I love Franco LaCosta. I know you do. I'm just sad that they put him in, they, they they clipped his wings a little bit because they didn't (laughs) let him embrace his usual wardrobe. Um, You know, I think he did him his shorts up to maybe one inch length instead of three. And Mm -hmm. he did put a headband around his thigh. So he made it his own a little bit in the interview. When someone asked, you know, what do you know about sports? Because Katie entered in the conversation. Katie introduced the game by saying two legendary sports athletes are here to help out with this game. And everybody's going, somebody said Michael Jordan. Somebody yeah. said Michael that was, That's Phelps, pretty aspirational. Thought, yeah. yeah both very Bless you know that both, one's hard. yeah yeah it's, it's the one who's always probably wanted to go to you know an la lakers game that was his big dream in <laughs> that's life, his dream probably, to watch lebron james play yeah. basketball yeah but they and of course here comes franco and wells in mm-hmm. a golf cart careening over the hill, two of the most like, unathletic people yeah yes. two of the most unathletic people in the history of <laughs> athletics <laughs> Franco says he likes the soccer and I like trapeze. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. how they were. I, you know, look, I guess technically field. trapeze is a sport. I mean, it, it does require some sort of physical discipline and, and uh, dexterity. So good for Franco, Franco is, LaCosta. He's, he's owning it, which we appreciate. My question mm-hmm. to you is, is this, um, I don't know, an interview of sorts for Wells. I, you know, it's funny you say that because Wells cl- clearly has the broadcast experience through his radio gig, mm-hmm. right? And he's got a good mm-hmm. voice and a personality. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it might be might be a good option. He's cl- he's got bartending experience on um, on Bachelor in Paradise, uh, which which qualifies him, I think, in a certain way to counsel in a way that Harrison used to counsel some of the contestants. So you know, maybe True. who knows? Um, but I think you know, to your point. Um, I think it would be wise to put in somebody that has been liked and previously associated with the franchise as opposed to just mm-hmm. some stranger they plug in. I think the 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 core audience would be more receptive to that than yeah. just some random guy they pick. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, here we go with this game. It's the black team against the red team. Once Hunter makes that tackle, then all of the guys kind of get that energy too. And I feel yeah. like there's a lot of sweeping of the legs and yeah. did you, horrible, were you afraid horrible behavior? Yeah. Were you afraid that Hunter was going to turn into a werewolf and all of his buddies were no. going to turn to him? <laughs> <laughs> he might have, he yeah. very well could have. Cause when you get angry, that's what yeah, that happens. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. What happens at the end though, is Justin 
for some reason tackles Sweet Michael in the back and you hear a crack. I don't know if that was edited in, but he goes down and he goes yeah. down. Of all hard. the guys to take a hit too. I, I mean, know. like the nicest guy with no skin in the game. That guy, he doesn't care about followers. Nothing. He's actually legitimately there to improve his life. Uh, and he takes, yes. yeah. I mean, that was a brutal hit. Um, yes. you, you've never played uh, football, I, I assume. I did one game in college and it was an awful experience. I'll like flag football? Yeah. I hate oh, okay. it. Okay. I, I guess it. you've never been hit like that, right? No, oh, okay. No, so that's no, what no. I'm yeah, That hurts. I was picking daisies in the, in the, in the touchdown zone, in the end yeah. zone. I know what it's there, called. There's yeah. this moment where you, you know, you, you catch the ball and then, and then you yeah. realize, you know, and then, then you know, when, when you catch the ball, your mind, and this all happens in a millisecond. So your sure. mind switches to, okay, I've got to turn and run now. Yes. Yes. But before, before you get the word run into your mind, um, you just feel a massive impact <laughs> and yes. you hear every bone in your body sort of crack. And then you end up on the ground, um, which is what happened to poor Michael. And, mm. um, mm. having been in that situation before, I can tell you that, um, I was uh, not concerned that he was, there was any permanent injury, but um, definitely staying down on the ground and catching your breath uh, yeah. is, is something that that wasn't an act is what I'm getting at. He, he no right. one stole, no one stole his sparkle. No, um, they did not. You know, no. no, no one, he wasn't faking a fall down the stairs at the bachelor mansion. I think he mm -mm. was legitimately hurt. And the other guy, what's his name that hit him? Um, Justin. Was it yeah. Ju I mean, he actually mm -hmm. apologized. You could tell oh, he felt, he felt horrible. Bad. Yeah. He yeah. felt horrible. He still and did probably it because I was about to say probably because he slammed into Michael's back. It wasn't even Michael saw him come in. It wasn't even a side. He literally slammed into his back. Yeah, and yeah. that's just horrible. And he yeah. goes down, and then you're thinking, well, he loses his breath, obviously. But then you're thinking kidneys or spleen or or back injury and then i thought you know, ribs is, i thought maybe is, ribs would be at risk ribs, yeah. exactly and you're thinking precious cargo that is michael let's not do that to him and he he started off the game saying this is my worst nightmare but he was laughing because he said here i am in my dad bod next to all of the guys who were strutting around with their 10 packs so People come and help him. You could tell medic Katie loses her mind and runs out there. And then all the guys take a knee like it's a real football game. And yeah. he slowly sits up and then we realize he's not paralyzed and everybody rejoices. And that's great. But then Katie calls it. She says, I'm calling the game. This is way too much. You're all going to the party. Nobody wins. Everybody's a winner. No, everybody's, everybody's a, winner. a winner. Everybody's yeah. a winner. And they all get Which together to that. Which is a charitable party. way to look at it, I guess. That's a glass half full type of thing, right? Are you are you a half full person or a half empty person? Oh, I probably lean more half empty. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm half full. And I know I don't well, always um, exude that. Like I, I can be very... Um, uh, my wife tells me this all the time. I, I can sound critical and kind of angry about stuff, but generally, mm. what goes on between the ears is you know half full. I mean, I'm, I, uh, I tend to look at uh, look at things in a positive light. I'm not a not a I'm not a Debbie Downer type of thing. I would say with other people, I'm a glass half full. With my own self, I'm a glass <laughs> half empty all the way. <laughs> That's yeah. too bad. You should switch. I don't that even around. have a glass. I know. Yeah. I need to work on that. Would all your you milk rather... gets poured onto the counter. There's not even a. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can't even I can't fill tell up. If it's empty you've got or nothing. Full. To, you've got nothing to fill up. 
Would you rather compete in sports or a battle of the wits? Me? Uh-huh. Um, that's a tough one because I do like it the intellectual is. challenge. Um, I, I do mm-hmm. like a, I do like a good, um, you know, a good trivia game. But uh, I, mm-hmm. I love sports, and I will tell you that I, I've said this before on this podcast. I would have done anything I could to extend my athletic career as long as I possibly mm-hmm. could. And I think I said this before. I get why Tom Brady has ten Super Bowls under his belt and seven titles, and still wants to play. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something about that kind of that physical contact and just the the competition that I just loved. And I never realized how much I really loved it until I was forced to miss it. So I can't imagine performing at a level, you know, a very high level and then just having to quit and give it up and just redefine myself. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, if I could get back my sports career in any way, and I do, you know, I do like triathlons every now and then, and I do, I run and in a races, that's different just because that's a that's a continual yeah. log to stay fit as opposed to be competitive. Like, I don't care if mm-hmm. I win the capital 10,000, 10,000 people coming in front of me. Right. And if I, you know, but yeah, being competitive, I do miss that. Okay. So you would rather um, do a sports thing than a, a battle of the wits. I don't know. I'd have to, that's a toss up. But at this point, yeah, okay. I, I would like to relive my athletic career. I, I did, um, I did, we did have a team, a, 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 a trivia team one time at this dive bar really like the worst, most disgusting dive bar for some reason at trivia night. And I think we were the only people that would go there that actually had like college degrees and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, so the, the first prize was $50 off your bar tab. And uh, we would go every, well, well, it was nice um, except considering there were four of us and we would usually drink 300 bucks worth of beer. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, so really. It's helpful. It's something that's more of a Pyrrhic, man. Glass half full. (laughs) More of a Pyrrhic victory as they, as they say. Would you rather compete in a kissing contest or a modeling contest? Modeling. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Ben Higgins was in that modeling thing. And do you remember he winked at the bachelorette when she walked down? Who was that? Jojo, I, I think. Maybe. But do you remember, did you see the That was one week? of the top. No, you're ruining my moment right now. That oh, was I'm one sorry. of the top moments in Bachelor or Bachelorette history right there. Was Ben oh. Higgins walking down the runway and winking at her as she passed him. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and own that too. <laughs> I, I'll agree with you. Um, did you see the news about our friend Ben Higgins? Nope. He has um, left his entire life, wherever that is, and he has returned mm-hmm. home to Indiana with his parents because of a mental breakdown. Oh, no. So, yeah, it's not serious. But look, I mean, if, if, if you're willing to make that sort of move at his age, he's got to be, what, 32, 33 now? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're willing to do that, it, it shows that he's willing to take responsibility and sort himself out. So that's better than the alternative, I guess, right? It's just sure. wallowing in it and, you know, just sinking into depression. Right. right. Yeah. Sorry to be think, a downer on your, I mean, I just said I was like a half full guy and I'm like, God, this guy's depressed and he's moved home with his parents. Sorry to contradict myself. I'm hopeful for Ben though. I, <laughs> You're glass half fulling Ben right now. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. would say that Katie is also. Yes. Go ahead. Of, what were you going to say? She's a half empty. She's half empty. So yeah. empty. She's just so, she's, so she's empty. Beating. She is she, tough to deal she with. She is. She's tough to deal with. And I'm trying to figure out why. Uh, she cries a lot. Yes. And and most anything can 
can swell her to tears. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's just she's on the brink and I feel and like she wasn't did, the smartest yeah. move for her to have, be on the show. Have you ever balanced a quarter on its edge? Yes. Okay. That's what I feel like Katie is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, any, any movement. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Any movement, any, any, any sort of disturbance in the atmosphere will tip yeah. that quarter over on its side. Um, yeah. and that's, I feel like Katie is just, you know, she's just right there the whole time. And I don't know if it's the magnifying glass of kind of the being the bachelorette and whatever. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've talked about this. She's not like super Emily Maynard hot and all that kind of stuff. You know, she's just sort of girl next door-ish. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of insecurity that she feels, you know, in, sure. in the dresses and that she just kind of feels out of her skin when she's all sure. done up. I don't know. Maybe that's it. She was very concerned about Michael in a way that I don't know if you noticed, she said, you know, he has to be okay because if he's not, he leaves the bubble. Yeah. If he'd have to go to the hospital, he wouldn't be able to come back in and join. And that, 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 that was upsetting to her. And, and the whole idea of these guys getting hurt was upsetting to her. So she shut it down and she goes to the cocktail party afterwards and she invites Michael to sit with her first and, you know, gives him some sort of ice pack and, and, and was really teary about the fact that he almost went home, which he, fe- he finds just lovely that she's so concerned about yeah. him. And then he asked permission to kiss her, which I've just decided is his thing. Yeah. He's doing that. That's just definitely like his Canadian thing. Is has his Mockingjay tattoos and Hunter has to sleep. That that's his thing. It, I can't get over the Canadian's hair. I can't get over that guy's hair. And he that guy. I mean, it's it's uh, his hair is higher than his IQ. That guy is not strike me as an intellectual giant. No, not at all. And then we have Greg who is starting to break down. He's starting to crack, and and his whole thing is. I just, I don't like this process. I don't like all these other guys. It's bothering me. I don't like, I yeah. don't like, I don't like. Although he really likes Connor, the cat. Guy. They cuddled he a little cuddles. bit, which was they a little cuddle. weird. Yeah. But then he's there. He, I guess Greg is just kind of, oh, this is hard and this is whatever. And they're all sitting around. And then Michael shares. Yeah. He drops the widower. bomb. Yeah. He and drops the bomb. All these eyeballs just turned to him thinking, what did he just say? And then he shares that it was his dead wife's birthday the day yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. And Greg can't stop crying. Yeah. And all he says was, this is the nicest guy. This is the friendliest guy who always has a smile on his face. I can't, I would have never guessed this. I can't believe this. And so then Greg feels like a total loser that he's upset because Katie has 15 boyfriends at this point. Yeah. And sweet Michael's over there who doesn't have his wife. Then Michael starts crying. And then everybody starts crying. And then they all start hugging each other. And they're having yeah. a very, very bro moment. But Michael's point is, you know, seize the day, guys. You only have yeah. a finite amount of time. Well, Greg takes that literally. He meant a finite time on this earth is what Michael went. But Greg took it as a finite time on this show. So he goes and he tells Katie... Hey, I like you and I need you to know I like you and I need you to know this is hard, but I'm going to stick it out because you're worth it. And she said, I just really am nervous that you're going to leave. Yeah. So maybe that's where the insecurity is coming from. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I think she, she sees, she has a very time, very hard time compartmentalizing her feelings for anybody. Right. So I think it's just like this big, 
like wave of emotion that's just hitting her mm. in the face and she's not able mm-hmm. to wade into any one of the ponds individually. It's like going into the ocean for her because she feels, I think, a certain amount of loyalty toward Greg because of the the bonding thing with the dads, right? Yep, yep. And then she had the bonding thing with Michael over the wife, which she yep. can do. Um, and then she's told more than one person her um, sexual assault story, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which I think and understandably seems to probably define her more than she's Absolutely. even aware of. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think she's working through all this stuff and maybe this sort of intense thing will be therapeutic for her and she yeah. will eventually come to a place where she's like, this is the dude. Here's the problem yes. I have though. Mm. I think Blake might be the dude. Oh, see, I don't, I, uh, and, and I don't, I don't it seems to be going that direction and bleeding into everything. And I think Greg, when he was very concerned about Blake being a contender, I think mm-hmm. he sees it too. Yeah. And I think there's more to it than is being shown on TV because he, not only does he get thrown into the mix and that's like a big screw you from Katie even though True. none of the none of the ire is directed at her because well True. you can't do that because she's a bachelorette. Um, they throw Blake in the mix, and then not only that, when he goes in there and says, "Hey, dude, I'm just you know I know you guys hate me and I understand," <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, knock knock knock." Well, what's that? Oh, it's a date card, and then he gets the freaking date. Yep. yep. Um, to me, that's a kick in the groin from the bachelorette. Yeah. You know, it's like. What are we doing that's, here? That's Justin slamming you into the back and you're on the ground. That's exactly I, that, what it, right. It is very true. Here's what I think is going to happen. Only because, and I want to talk about this a little later, the promo that they aired for the rest of the season. Oh my I gosh. Feel, everyone's crying. Oh, everybody's crying. It's just a huge cry fest. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to tease that. I'm going to get to that in a minute. One, another example of Katie crying on this group date, Connor playing the ukulele in a jaunty little ditty he wrote for her makes mm-hmm. her cry. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe the song made her cry. Maybe how his shirt was but unbuttoned made her cry, and she hated it and she couldn't stand it anymore. But and, and the ukulele is like the happiest instrument ever. You know, it's like it was Don, a happy song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but um, didn't you actually become proficient in the ukulele at one time? Uh, I would not say proficient, but yes, I can play a couple of songs on my mother's ukulele that she gave me that she had growing up. Is it, are you, are you able to recreate the, um, the, uh, Hawaiian song in Dirty Dirty Dancing? Dancing? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. She wants, you'll hear her say. I am. I'd and like to see that someday. I wear a coconut bra right? and a grass skirt while I do it. <laughs> I would say that Connor also has a thing, much like Michael saying, can I kiss you? And the mocking Jay tattoos with the Canadian. I think Connor's is, I'm unbuttoning my shirt to my navel and I'm wearing my delicate layered necklace. Uh, it's not even really a fashion statement. Uh-uh. It's, it's just like this a odd. Pirate, a pirate yeah, on a or... business trip. Or he looks like, mm-hmm. you know, he should be 40 years older in a Jimmy Buffett concert or something, mm-hmm. you know, with, mm-hmm. a, with a ponytail and a beer in his hand. Would you rather dress like Connor or have the Canadian's hair? 
I'd go with the Canadians here because that's would not. Would you? Yeah, I would. Just because you can redo that. Would you, know you rather got... have the Canadians hair or James the slick back? Yes. Yeah, see, that's what hair. I was going for. I don't. He looks like a Lego character um, <laughs> with that hair. Like you or could Kendall. take it off. Yeah, or a Ken doll. And then not only that, the, the signature turtleneck with the the thin yeah. gold chain. I'm not sure what's going on there either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked like, like, like you take the gold chain off. Maybe he's a spy. Maybe he's mysterious because it's all black and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, maybe he's got some kind of mask and he's, he's going to zip line into a building at night or something like that. Um, <laughs> again, half full. I'm trying to give him benefit of the doubt here, but yeah. At a base level, it just looks foolish. It looks like he ought to be yeah. welcoming people on the love boat. I agree. Yeah. And his face was very red, which makes me think, is he angry? Is he sunburned? No, he's James tanning. Is James- <laughs> he's working James out on the on the kettlebell arm. platform <laughs> way too much. Would you rather have the Canadians mocking Jay tattoos or Hunter's sleeve tattoo? Oh my gosh! I would go with the Mockingjay tattoos. You, I think yeah. for for no other reason than um, I think the Canadian is again he's just intellectually harmless, whereas mm-hmm. Hunter's kind of a chotch. Yeah, Hunter the chotch did receive the group date rose. That was a plant. That was which that was... makes him even more chachi yeah hunter because he starts saying i'm envisioning hometowns and mm-hmm. i don't yeah. care what these other guys say Ugh, he's our new villain he has to be a plant he's got a smug look on his face the entire time and greg cries because he didn't get the date rose and connor cries because he didn't get the date rose it's just a mess but let's talk about the first individual date the first one-on-one which was blake as you mentioned they go horseback riding then they go sit on a bench and make out. Then they go sit in some hay and make out horizontally. Mm-hmm. And then she tells him her story. And that's about it. But like you say, is this weird editing? Because she keeps saying they have so much in common and it's fun and it's easy and it's natural. Right. And I'm not really sure what all that means. think his beard is still dumb? Yes. And here, here's, I figured out what was going on. Now I examined it to figure out why I felt like it was dumb. Cause it's not okay, just a bone structure it. thing, right? It's not okay. just a bone structure thing where it's like, Oh, he's just got a weird shaped base or something like that, yeah. which I think he does sort of. Um, but he, he needs to buy a trimmer that will okay. trim the whole beard one length because oh. under his chin and around his chin and then up into like his, his, uh, the front of his cheeks is really thick. And then it thins out all the way up his face. And if he would just make it one length, he wouldn't have that sort of weird Disney animal type of look he's got. <laughs> like the beast? <laughs> I don't, yeah, exactly. Or something weird. I can't put my finger on it. It's just odd. So I just think he needs to, there needs to be some kind of grooming intervention. Okay. With Blake okay. That grooming. Say, yeah. Do you and, feel it odd that he is like a wilderness mountain man? That's his job. He does something in wilderness, yes. yet he does not know how to make a horse go. I thought that was he weird. He's terrified Katie, of horses. How do I make yeah. the horse go? So yeah. he's in the wilderness and that's his job to be with animals and such. And people are going to say, oh, but he may have never been on a horse. I don't know. If, you're, if your job is with animals in wilderness, 
I would think once upon a time you rode a horse. Well, let me just let me just put it this way. Anyone who's ever ridden a wooden horse knows how to make it go. <laughs> Any everyone knows you just kind of got to kick a horse and like everyone knows there's not one person that has ever seen a horse that doesn't know that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not like some, I'm not Wayne Newton. You know, I don't have a bunch of Arabian horses on my property or anything like that, but I'm just telling you it's common sense. How do you make it go? I mean, how do you make it go? Yeah. He didn't know. Oh, and then that's fine. Whatever. If he had been a city slicker or something like that, you would understand that. But I I just find it odd that the wilderness mountain man has never ridden a horse and doesn't know Mm. how to make it. It's intuitive. You know, like, like how do you turn on a ceiling fan? Well, it it might have something to do with this (laughs) string hanging down from the middle of it. Let's try that. I, you know, that's, that's like me looking at you and saying, how do you make it go? Well, uh, you pull the string. Anyway, I just thought that was odd. Uh, well, at the end of their night, after she tells him her her sad story, uh, she has a surprise for him. Oh, God. Before go we talk the about the surprise. <laughs> yeah. Before we talk about the surprise, I, I, I say this every freaking time, and it bothers me more than the low-rent, no-name entertainment um, that, that they hire for this thing. When are they just, just give the guy some dance lessons while he's waiting in the hotel. I mean, just teach him a couple things, even the box step, just teach him something. But did you say, I mean, they're just standing there and they're doing that awkward twirl in the wrong direction. And then it's just a weird, no, who doesn't know, just dance like Fonzie, do something. <laughs> but his, his feet were glued to the floor. Mm-hmm. And it so, just looks so awkward. Yes. What you're talking about is they go into the adjacent room. If you right. have that glass is together. not half full, by the way, yes. I think that, yeah, Blake's dancing cup is empty. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he needs a little liquid courage and maybe mm-hmm. it'll help him, but they move to the, the adjacent room. And as you may have figured out using context clues from your story just now, um, music sensation Lane Hardy is there to <laughs> to serenade our couple. They got to do cotillion classes before sure. the Bachelor. You know, they got Franco all this time at the hotel. Except Frank, uh, you look Franco Lacosta knows how to twirl somebody. I'm telling he you right now. Twirl. That's Absolutely right. He knows how to be he led. He knows how to lead. Franco Lacosta knows what's up. Did you stand up and clap when you saw that it was Lane Hardy? <laughs> I'm going to share my text message I sent you at 8.59 p.m. So we hadn't texted each other. I mean, look, I'm looking at, the, there's like days where I haven't texted you. Yeah. Um, and then then at Monday, 8.59 p.m., which is when I happen to be watching, um, who the F is Lane Hardy? <laughs> and I, I had never heard of him. I had never heard of him either. We all say Lane Hardy and look at each other. Anybody know? Anybody got anything? Because we're an older group. We don't know. He might be who the young kids are listening to. He looked like he was about 14 years old. He looked like he had just learned to play guitar. Yeah. I think he might have been. Yeah. And and, and your follow-up text, um, Mm -hmm. according to our Google search, he won American (laughs) Isle a few seasons ago. How can you not know that capital letters question mark? I think at that point you're mocking me, but I, f- I felt like you were serious. And so I say, quote, I haven't watched American Isle since Justin Guarini took second place. 
I do love Franco. Yeah. I do love Franco LaCosta though. That's all I had. I don't know. I do this. In the meantime, this jazz is singing. Blake's messing up the dancing and I have no idea what's going on. Right now. If you, if Mrs. Some guy took you into the next room and you mm-hmm. stood on the carpet and you moved your feet around, who would be playing? Who would be serenading y'all right now? If you could pick anyone. Does it have to be someone you know? I mean, there's no. a couple of guys, like song, singer-songwriter guys I really like. There's one guy named Will Hogue, H-O-G-E, that I just I have every album he's recorded, and I just listen to him all the time. He's like sort okay. of America, Americana slash country. He's a great songwriter. Um, I really like him a lot. Um, but I guess, you know, if I was going to pick someone mainstream and country, uh, you know, have to, it would have to be a mainstream, legitimate country act, and it would be someone older and legit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like a Merle Haggard or a Will and Jennings or something you can dance okay. to. Yeah. I like... Uh, Thomas Rhett. I don't that's know who that who is. I would want. Did um that's did um what's her face? Did uh, what's her face sleep with him? Remember that he went on the date and it was he was the musical guest and his date mm-hmm. had slept with him before. What was her name? Wasn't it Peter season? Oh, it was Peter. Yeah. So Ben Peter thought, well, this guy's really cool and great, and she's like, yeah, yeah, he is pretty much cool yeah. and great. Victoria. <laughs> Victoria. Yeah. What she was slept his with. Name? It was like cash or something, some no, like something like that. You say it all the time. How do you not know what I'm looking at? Victoria slept with country artists. Chase Chase Rice. Chase Rice. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? By the way, if you ever have a daughter, the last thing you want millions of people doing is saying, typing your daughter's name and saying she slept with <laughs> blank, 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 and having. Having a bunch of hits just pop up, like there's a million and four hits, you know. It's like, you know, that's not really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay, the last one on one date was with Andrew, and yes. fortunately, he never, we never saw on air a British accent, which I commend him for. That's Thank his thing, God. obviously. By the way, yeah. she wears a black Catwoman outfit, and she picks him up at midnight practically, and they go into the woods. And yeah. he does all Odd the date. right jobs of, is this where you kill me and stuff? And then she says, three, two, one. And she plugs in the extension cords and about 50 little twinkle lights light up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are strings with envelopes and he has to hoist her up to pick an envelope and they have to do what's on the inside or have it's, to answer what's on the uh, inside. I can't wait till the non-COVID season. Me I mean, too. I used to think that the walking around town and getting yeah. um, food from various <laughs> yeah. health violations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's no it's health so code boring. and you're just like, here, oh, eat I this. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that that was like the worst date. Now I think, man, that would be great compared to what oh, they're yeah. doing now. You know? They did three rounds of icebreakers, which you could tell was just bumming Andrew out. He, it, it, they, they pull things and have to answer. And then they take a baseball bat and have to crash up a ceramic heart. And then they go into this room with balls and have to answer the question. It was long. It was long. He, he seemed very unnatural on that date. He seemed very um, nervous, Mm -hmm. reticent, nervous, very, um, very, uh, like he was acting, you know, not in a, not in a negative way, but like, he just didn't know where to, like where to put his hands and, you know, like, do I put them in my pocket? Do I, you know, do I play with my hair? What do I do? Well, at dinner, he does, they, she talks again, once again, about how much they have in common and how natural and easy it is with Andrew. Then he says, he says that he had once thought about proposing to another white lady, but she kind of shut that down Yeah. whenever she told him, 
I'm concerned about what people would think if they walked into a grocery store and asked, are those your children? Because they would be mixed race. And Katie loses it. She cries in a very angry way saying that is terrible that she thought that. And if we got together, we would have a beautiful relationship that would result in beautiful children. And I would go all mama bear if anybody ever thought about talking about them. And that was a little breakthrough moment for them. Don't you agree? Agreed. Um, I just, I have many questions about that. Like, cause I think that, um, well, in my experience anyway, that the, that goes both ways, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I I think that the interracial thing is a lot more common these days than it was, you know, but, but he's only 26. And so my, my take on that was, look, I would respect, even if the person that said that was, um, you know, you can point and say, well, that's not fair. That's you you can point to any Mm -hmm. reason. Look, if you're thinking about marrying somebody and that's on your mind, I think that's a conversation you have to have up front. I just, I think if that, if if that concerns you before you go and get married, you have to say, look, here's my concern. And it may hurt and it may be awful, but you know, frankly, he, you know, she did him a favor, right? He didn't want to marry that person, get three years into the relationship and say, Hey, by the way, I don't want to have kids because I'm afraid to have a mixed race kid. Right. You know, then your, then your ship is sinking. Right. So, um, I'll give that person, you know, for whatever it's worth credit for at least bringing that up before she took Mm -hmm. the plunge. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's in a better place too. Yeah. Which is why he's bringing up to her right now right. saying, Hey, right. what do you think about this? I know we've known each other two dates, but let's talk about <laughs> exactly it. Exactly right. We're talking about our children so, that yeah. don't exist. <laughs> she gives him the rose, the date rose, and then she has a surprise for him. And just when you think Lane, what's his name is coming back. Hardy. No, no. It is a hot tub that is not mm-hmm. functioning. So it's yeah. tepid. Well, it's a bathtub, tepid water, and they dip in and then they make out in the hot tub. I mean, that's, you know, pretty, pretty standard fare for the old bachelor thing. That's right. So then we go to the rose ceremony and I think Katie is going into it for the first time without a lot of drama. What she doesn't know is Hunter is kind of rattling some cages on the outside. And I want to get your take on this. Let me just paint the picture. Hunter, who has a rose has sought out Katie and he takes her to this telescope, which he claims he brought from home and then has a little picnic. So it's a, she even says, Oh, it's like a miniature one-on-one. Now this angers Aaron and James who talk about Hunter behind his back saying that is, that is whack bro. Cause he's already got a rose and he should let the rest of us mm-hmm. get in there and have some time with her. Do you blame Hunter for this? Do you think he's just playing the game and trying to maintain his I got a rose status? What how do you how do you receive that? Uh, look, you don't bring telescopes from home and set them up with picnics <laughs> without any help from a significant number of interns. So, you mm-hmm. know, uh, let's just put all that aside and assume that he did it exactly. himself. Sure. No, I don't blame him. I mean, you're there right. trying to, you know, preserve. Now, look, I, I think we all know that is a massive breach of etiquette, right? To have a rose and to hog the bachelorette's time. But yeah, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. I think, you know, he's a chotch. I did. It did strike me though, that, um, it was the logical, um, position for everyone to hate Blake all week, you know, just, mm. just, just, he got a one-on-one yes. comes in he's yes. late. No one was talking about Blake. Nope, They were not. So that they is a not. 
you know, that, that's a lot of water to carry uphill for Hunter mm-hmm. to make, to, to get that attention off of Blake and onto him. So absolutely, you know, uh, who knows? I, there'll be some kind of confrontation next week. The, the guy, the Aaron guy has been in the middle of all that um, True. since day one. Aaron, he, he argued Aaron with decides, the, yes, he decides yeah. who the unit is going to hate this week. That's right. And, and so, he argued with the, the uh, motivational speaker and, you know, yep. he argued, um, With he actually Thomas, was, for sure. that's right. And he was fairly, um, judicious when it came to Blake. He said, look, I don't blame you. I know, you know, I, yeah. I can appreciate, but doesn't make me happy. So that, that was the best he got. And then I think the fact that Blake is actually a nice guy, uh, yeah, that helps. Hel- helped, helped him out a lot. You know, he's a likable dude. He's not super, um, type A or competitive. And I think the guy sensed that. And then Hunter comes out of nowhere with his act and, um, is able to, yeah, uh, it's a natural, right. Bend it's like, all right, who, who are we going to be mad at now? Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Well, at the end of the night, three guys go home, other Andrew and Josh and Courtney, which I don't think surprised anyone. So now we are down to 12, dudes. Now I want to just quickly before we wrap up, go through the promo of the rest of the season and, and things that we saw. A lot of crying. There's a lot of crying. I believe Mike, Michael leaves. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's done. I I think he, they showed him uh, FaceTiming his kid and saying, I miss you. Come home. Um, there's no parent in the world, particularly one that's lost the other parent who couldn't resist that. And if, if you right. could, I think there's something wrong with you. Um, yes. so yeah, I think he's done. And I think he, he sits her down and says, mm-hmm. you know, love you, but I miss my kid. And yeah, yeah she, I'm she, myself out. and then she says, Oh, I just, I can't take you from your kid. And then she walks around and cries right. and that's it. And I think she has very, well, again, as we established, she feels big time. So I think one of her breakdowns that we see in the promo is him leaving. And yeah. but it's one of her quiet ones, not one of her angry ones. It's one of the, well, maybe the guy I was supposed to be with just left and that, that, but at one point she's angry and she says, I have no words for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, she that's gets a, mad at somebody. Yeah. That's um, interesting. I think the bachelorette needs to be a little more self-aware because the, there's no reason for the bachelorette to get upset about anything, you know, and, and be angry. Mm-hmm. She, the, the bachelorette gets what the bachelorette wants usually. And so yeah, she, she seems a little volatile to me. It might be somebody she trusts and then she finds out they're, terrible and she has no words for them there's one part where hunter says i feel like i'm in a nightmare mm-hmm. so i don't know if aaron does his job and just sicks <laughs> all the boys did. on him probably but does where where it all focuses let me tell you where it focuses first of all justin he needs to be on your bracket because it shows him getting a one-on-one and mm-hmm. it shows him with a rose later on so he he's definitely through to the next round but what I want to point out is Greg, they are pitching him as he's going to crack and he's not going to be able to make it. They're pitching Andrew as the one she's running to because she's so sad and he is comfort and he is loving and he doesn't raise any flags for her. So she feels very comfortable. What they're pinning Blake as, and this is what I alluded to earlier in the podcast I think she likes Blake a lot 
And I would say that he's pretty much number one before Greg. Maybe they're vacillating back and forth. But what it shows in the promo is some woman who we don't know with very severe eyebrows saying, what if you don't say you love her and some other guy has? What are you going to do? How is she going to handle that? So I think that Blake does not like Katie as much as Katie likes Blake. Maybe. Carpe diem, though. I think that's But I think the he gets a hometown. I think he's Final Four. Yeah, I, I agree. I think she's she's into him. The question is, is he into her? And he, he probably is. I mean, he, he's fallen in love three times in the last 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to take three guys away, because this next week we go from 12 to 9. Who are the three that are gone? Andrew... No, um, not Andrew. Not, not Andrew. Uh, uh, the, who's Aaron? Aaron. The the Aaron's the guy that's all controversial, right? Yeah. That, that fights everyone. Yeah. I think I take she him. wants to keep. I would. I would keep him because he's an informer, and she likes the people who inform her of things. But go ahead, Aaron. Him, and then the 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 box guy with the uh, with the the hair, James. James. Uh-huh. Uh And then um, I don't know. Canadian Mockingjay. Yeah, he's that guy's. He's harmless, which I think maybe will get him through. But yeah, I mean, I, I think he's done. He's not going anywhere. But I think she views him as, you know, sort of safe because he's just not a challenge for her. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not very sharp. So bless his heart. You know, I'll keep him <laughs> around because he's fine. Type of his thing. His hair is sharp. His hair is very. Sharp. <laughs> you can cut something with that. That edge. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how she like looks him in the face with that hair and just takes him seriously. I just, I can't, I, I can't even like look at it on screen, much less in person. Um, she and focuses think, on the Mockingjays. They're yeah. eye level to her and she just says the now, odds will ever be in my favor. One thing I also wanted to bring up too, I, I was expecting mm. to see it this week with the big, um, the, uh, the big hit on Michael. But yeah. uh, we saw an ambulance in the previews, and we have not yeah. seen an ambulance heretofore, so it's coming. No, I don't think it is. I think they show us an ambulance in the previews every single year, and there's never one. <laughs> it's the same ambulance. And it's the same ambulance coverage right there, footage. Yeah, and it was probably enough. there at the stupid football game, which, by the way, why, if you get hurt and leave the bubble, and that is freaking her out so much, why would they have the guys do something so dangerous that could result in an injury and in them leaving the show? No, there are no rules, Lindsay. I don't know. Really? Here's a deal on Blake, because you just alluded to this. Um, so your your thought is like he's there trying it out, giving it the old college try, and he just doesn't get there. Like he doesn't he doesn't fall in love. Yes. I, I think he I think he gets to the point where you're supposed to be saying I love you and and I want to marry you because that's She the says whole it in the preview the to somebody though. Yeah, she yeah, says she it. Does. The, she whispers yeah. it. She whispers it. And that's the whole point of the show. Come on. And so I think he's just not there. I don't think he wants to say it and I think he's on a hometown and I think the severe eyebrow lady is saying, "Well, if other guys are saying it, you're you're toast and if you want yeah. to get married at the end of this you're gonna have to say it yeah and i just don't think he wants to i don't know would you what i would don't you... know if she ends up with anybody to be quite honest how would you feel you Lindsay? how would you feel about all that attention like you're the bachelorette right and you walk mm-hmm. in a room and you got you know 28 chachis trying mm-hmm. to hand you your drink and compete for your time 
how do you how do you feel about that? Like, like so, let's say you're sitting there with uh, with Mockingjay, and his hair is um, <laughs> just mesmerizing you at the time, and mm-hmm. he's telling you about his latest kettlebell workout in the morning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, the the James the uh, the um, Lego haired Chach with the chain and the signature turtleneck yeah. comes up, and he says, "Hey, can I steal her for a second? Um, and then there's this awkward confrontation. Uh, albeit silent between the two men, you know, and then they're like, well, what do we do now? You're going to be required to interject. It's your decision. What do you do? I would melt into the floor and ask the Lord (laughs) to take me home. Hey, thank y'all for listening. I wanted to let you know that we have a bachelorette bracket together with amazing folks over at last night's game. I've left a link in the show notes so you can check it out. It's super fun, super easy. It takes about 30 seconds to fill out. And me and my friend Amy are in first and second place, which we're pretty proud about because I never win these things. It's crazy. If you'd like to read a recap of the fifth episode of Katie's season, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever.